Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Mushtar FM 89.6. I am Maria, and today with me I have... Victor, Victor. Hello, how are you, dear listeners? Also, how are you, Maria? I am good. Thank you for asking. Hudaifa, how are you? Hi, Maria. I'm fine. Thank you for asking. I'm glad to be here. Okay, so today we have a very nice topic. We, as you know, our dear listeners, as you know, we are volunteers. We are here at Mushtarhas in Hungary. There are other people as well here being volunteers. So in this program, we want to give them a voice and for them to tell us their experience. But first, let's start with us. How was your overall experience? Like, why did you decide to be a volunteer? For me, I decided to be a volunteer because uh, I felt a little bit stuck in my city after some jobs that uh, didn't reach my my personal objectives. So after two years uh, being in a job, in another job, I'm a journalist, I have to say, and I didn't get this kind of uh, international experience because in, in other companies, uh, they proposed me like, ah, okay, okay, we will try with you, make some international experience, but finally it uh, didn't happen so I decided to jump to the international to be in abroad but of course my English is not really proficiency so I recognized that uh, I had to make another kind of experience in which I could improve my English and other soft skills before to another job of really professional so I think that uh, when I find this opportunity at the European Youth Portal it was perfect for me it fit perfect for me because Uh, I could improve my English, also my skills here in the radio as a journalist, but also other skills like um, from other people that I didn't have or even I didn't think about this kind of thing like a mathematical, like uh, how to manage myself, like um, knowledge about uh, any other fields. So it's a perfect environment because uh, here the organization is like uh, try to help you to improve, but it's not angry with you if you made mistakes. So it's uh, like a perfect environment and uh, also the city, it's really nice. So from the moment zero to now, I feel really okay with some ups and downs because it's normal in your real life. Even in Malaga, you feel ups and downs, but uh, really, really nice. And for me, the moment zero, it's even the moment that you are looking for an opportunity abroad. So that moment that I found it and even it was uh, for me like uh, January of uh, the end of December, more or less. So for me, the experience uh, started in that moment with the nervous that uh, I have to to write a cover letter, I have to pass some interviews um, so that moment with nervous, it's for me part of the experience and then for sure here it started everything to be really okay because uh, I discovered a lot of things of myself things that uh, I did of my character that I have to correct and other things that um, I like from me and even I didn't know that I have it. So for me it's a really nice experience I'm meeting also a lot of people creating strong connections with uh, some others and it's a huge experience that I can explain this is some it's um, similar when the the contestants of uh, reality shows or talent shows when they try to explain the how was the experience and they can't explain and everything's like uh, too big to explain it's I feel like them life-changing yes yes and I like it so for the beginning I think that it's enough I will tell you more we'll want to know more about it but now I also want to know Hudaifa I'm asking you the same question why did you decide to come to this beautiful Hungary 
for me i was like living in my comfort zone that was like one of the motives that drove me to go abroad and also like what i mean by my comfort zone is like i didn't used to travel a lot even in my country i didn't uh, like to go out of my region because uh, i don't know if i can say that <laughs> that i was like a kind of introvert but i didn't like to go to another cities where it could be like uh, something bad happens to me or something like that so yeah I was like living this way. I wasn't improving my personality or anything. So when my friend suggested this opportunity to me, I was like, okay, why not? I was almost like uh, at the same time, I was uh, working in a shop in Morocco and I was planning to become a teacher. And it was like plan B because I already didn't uh, sit for the exam because something happened and I wasn't uh, selected in the primary lists. And it worked smoothly, especially that uh, it was like the first time <laughs> I take a plane out of the country. It was like a very huge experience for me. It was like a, a very big jump. Yeah, but uh, here I am and uh, I'm trying to develop my character and personality. I try to get out of my comfort zone. And for the beginning, I think that's all you need to know. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you anything else. Okay, Hudaifa, okay, we hear you. But Maria, what happened with you? You are making questions, but also you have to receive it. Yes, of course, I will answer as well. So for me, I had just finished my degree and I had finished also my master's degree. And so I was wondering what to do with my life next. I was thinking about working. I was thinking about maybe studying some more, but I got my driver's license. And after that, I was like, well, I need to do something. I cannot live on my father's couch all day. So what is it going to be? And then a friend of mine sent me the profile of the Instagram of an account that said, oh, you can go to different places to do volunteering. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. And she sent me one that said Mushtarhas, you know, a radio volunteering. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. So I looked it up. I saw what they needed. And I was applying also at the time for a visa to go to Canada. But it was a little bit uncertain. Like I didn't know exactly if I was going to go. So I applied to Hungary at the same time. And so when I had the interview after doing the motivational letter and everything, when I did the interview with Raymond and he said that I was selected, I was like, okay, then that's what I'm going to do. That is what I'm supposed to do because they chose me. And yes, that's how I ended up in Hungary. Right now, it's uh, really good for you because uh, you seem really prepared for the life, for the environment of the work, and uh, you are trying to do a big, big jump. So. Yes, I am trying because my life also needs a big jump. <laughs> I think that the, the three of us, we are trying that jump. Let's see how the jump. <laughs> yeah, let's see how. Let's see where we land. Yeah, let's see how the process is for now. Like uh, we spent now like almost four months here. And from the very beginning, from like point zero till now, you will have to decide for yourself if there is like a change or not. And now we have uh, another volunteer. Hello, Aisel. Hello, hello. How are you doing? I'm fine. What about you? I'm fine. Thank you. Uh -huh. So why did you decide to be a volunteer? Before I came to Hungary, I was working in Azerbaijan. I was working with old people uh, and I was feeling, uh, how to say, I wasn't happy in the station. And I decided to do myself, to do something for myself. I was Googling something about volunteering in abroad. And I found the website, European Solidarity Corps website. I found a lot of projects in different countries in, in Europe. 
uh, and I applied to different projects, and one of them was in Hungary. It was this project, I mean, basically I'm doing right now. I wanted to do something for myself. This is the first reason. And can you tell us a little bit about your volunteering experience and what your project is about? Our project is mainly about sustainability, about recycling, upcycling, gardening, such as pigs. I'm working for an organic shop, which we are selling organic food. Uh, we are preparing orders for the customers who ordered from the website. We have three big gardens uh, in Budapest, uh, me and Nacho. We are doing gardening also over there. We are planting some seeds. And sometimes we are visiting people who are doing volunteering in Etiak. I mean, Orhan, Mathilde and others. We are doing eco-cinema nights. We are doing recycling, upcycling, such as things. Uh, that is pretty much everything about my volunteering. Could you tell us uh, the pros uh, about uh, eat organic food, eat seasonal food? About organic lifestyle, we are always organizing the trainings in the shop. We are trying to inform people how important organic lifestyle is, how important organic food is, where are they coming from. We are inviting the farmers who uh, the products came from their farms. Uh, they are presenting their work, their farms, what are they doing exactly, how are they planting the organic food, and this is too important to understand the organic lifestyle, organic food uh, and such as things. Uh, sometimes people are in Hungary, they are always complaining about how the expensive is the prices, but the uh, main point is that, it, yeah, it could be expensive, but in, in basic in understanding that it has to be expensive because it is, there is no other chemicals inside of this product. And I think the situation is getting better, people are getting understand this Uh, why is it important uh, for our earth, for our life, for our generation? And I think that people are getting understand better the situation. What are some of the things that you are looking forward to be doing in your project? Okay, uh, actually I would like to be more sustainable. I would like to involve more projects like recycling, upcycling to understand it better. Because, for example, in Azerbaijan we are not Uh, mainly this kind of country that we are taking care of recycling, upcycling, sustainability, such as things. And that's why I want to involve more projects like uh, about uh, recycling, upcycling, sustainability. And also I would like to do more gardening, but not alone because, okay, I'm, I used to do gardening when I was in Azerbaijan and I want to continue this here in Hungary, uh, in Budapest especially. Okay, we have three big gardens. I'm going there and doing gardening, but people are mainly like 40-50 years old and I'm always working alone there and the people are not able to communicate in English language and this situation makes me feel sad. I mean, I would like to achieve the gardening activities, but with the young people. The young people are not really interested in such as things in Budapest and yeah, I want them involved in this kind of things. Uh, and uh, yeah, 
Uh, as a personally, uh, I don't know, I would like to get more confident, more open-minded. I can take myself like open-minded, but I want to get more uh, open-minded. Personally, yeah, that is what I want to do during my project. How do you feel right now after some time here? Uh, I feel better actually because I wasn't happy with my job when I was in Azerbaijan, but now I'm feeling perfect right now. Yeah, compared to my station in Azerbaijan, I'm perfect. And what are your favorite places in Hungary that you have visited? Favorite place? My first favorite place is Margaret Island. We are always hanging there in Margaret Island after show, I don't know, during weekend. The second favorite place is maybe Deak Ferenc. It's kind of square, a big wheel. People are gathering under the wheel and we are just chilling over there, taking our beers and drinking, having a conversation. Uh, maybe sometimes we are meeting different kind of people from Hungary, especially. I'm trying to understand their lifestyle better. I like um, the taking a walk around Riverside. It's my third favorite place, maybe. City Park also my favorite place. Yeah, these are my favorite places in Budapest. Could you tell us a magical moment? Okay, magical moment. <laughs> One of the magical moments was for me the last Thursday. I went Iron Maiden concert. I am not kind of big fan of Iron Maiden, but I used to listen to their songs. I was super, super excited during the concert, during the acting performance. Their classes were amazing and I really enjoyed it. This was kind of magical. What do you plan to do in the future of your voluntary project? Like, What's the thing that you want to do in the future to finish your project? Okay, uh, to finish my project, um, it takes time to think about this, but I think uh, uh, I want to leave this project with peacefully. I mean, uh, I don't want to, of course, I don't want to quit this project. I want to continue, uh, but I want to involve more things to finish it because uh, the sometimes things to do is not that enough for me. I want more and more. Uh, and uh, that's why I am trying to understand and trying to find a lot of opportunities to apply, to involve So, Aysel, thank you so much uh, for your time. Thank you for accepting. Oh, you guys are so amazing. I'm so thank thank you. <laughs> thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing because sharing is caring. So, see you soon and uh, enjoy your volunteering program. Bye. Have a nice day. And that was Aysel. So, she's a girl on Budapest. Uh, she's uh, involved in the nature. Do you like the nature, guys? Yeah, I actually really like nature. And uh, also, like, if I didn't apply to this one, I would have uh, liked to apply to something that has to deal with uh, nature or how to preserve nature, something that has to do also with uh, recycling or something. Yeah, because that's really interesting. I'm really motivated with that kind of uh, organic food, at this kind of uh, projects, for example, the ice 
myself because uh, they give the correct value to the product that we eat. We sometimes forget the importance of uh, it correctly. Yeah, especially on our health because this is like uh, something that only in the future that you will see the outcomes of this kind of food that we eat, like for example, junk food and other kind of non-organic foods. And talking about food and our experience in Hungary, guys, tell to the audience which is your favorite dish here or what is your favorite food, any snacks or so. I mean, with food, I think we could say that we have cultural shocks yeah. because of food, definitely. Mm -hmm. So we can also talk about this. But I think food, the thing that bothers me the most, well, it doesn't bother me, but you know, it's different from Spain, that there is uborka, and that means cucumber, everywhere. In every single dish that you order here, there is cucumber. And I just still don't know why. Has it happened to you? Like you found an ingredient that is too much for you or like you don't find in your country, maybe sometimes. Yeah, for me, I, I didn't try a lot of traditional food or something because I had this concern with is it containing pork relative, uh, pork relative uh, maybe ingredients or something that has to do with uh, alcohol because uh, I don't consume none of them. And also like uh, since I'm Muslim and we have like uh, to eat special food, like almost like the Jews people. And yeah, for me, it was really difficult to adapt with this, especially that uh, at the very beginning, I think... Uh, For one month or something, I haven't had any meat. So I was just living like a kind of vegetarian because I consumed eggs. <laughs> so I wasn't like perfectly vegan. And I'm not vegan and I'm not vegetarian. So I like meat. And at least like uh, I found that uh, Bilal, a friend of uh, Mushtar has, already knows some places in Debreton where I could uh, find some of that halal meat. And yeah, he really helped me. And uh, as you said, like cultural shock, pork everywhere. There's like oh my god like <laughs> you cannot uh, count it like uh, how many things that you can find here like um, if you go to i don't know like cars or something a lot of things that contains pork everything contains pork so yeah that was difficult for me to be honest and for you victor Oh, for me, the cultural shocks um, in the food, I think that is in the vegetables or fruits. Because uh, in my hometown, I have uh, really close uh, people that produce the vegetables, the fruit next to the river. So it's directly from the field to the fridge to your mouth. So the way it's really short and uh, it's more fresh. It's one of the main things that uh, I'm really trying to adapt to this but okay we could survive and also because uh, I lived in um, in a city that the fish it's uh, the main point of uh, the food and the main ingredient also I miss some fish and here there is a, another kind of fish or uh, less fish but uh, not a lot sea fish and also so fresh because in, in Malaga it's like uh, directly from the boat on the morning to the market and then to the, your house so that's the difference but for sure it's things that happen when you go to another country. Yeah, speaking of fish, I mean, like, I can eat fish, and yeah, I couldn't find any, and I, I'm not like, uh, you know, like a person who prefers fish, but uh, I want to diverse my, I don't know, like, uh, my sources of uh, nutrition, and yeah, fish, there isn't fish, and if you want to buy fish, there is, like, a very big uh, piece of fish in the fridge, and the, it's packaged in plastic, and I was like, should I buy, like, that big piece? 
and probably it's like from one month or something and it's like a very big piece of fish you can't even fit it in our old fridge <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and also if you don't like it it's like a, maybe I have to waste some food or the other solution is guys do you like this because it's too big for me or you have to share yeah, yeah but we are in other countries so we are trying for sure to adapt and also we have to say that at least me I love the langosh this kind oh, of langosh pizza. is so good oh yeah also me like <laughs> <laughs> Langos, we are langos lover, and also I think that Hudaifa is a lover of this kind of uh, desert, the Kurtos Kalax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, li I liked it. I mean, it, it's really nice, especially that it contains sugar. Mm. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> sugar lover. So, guys, we are foodies here, as you yes. can see. Like, we love food. I'm also interested in knowing like other cultural shocks other than food because we are from different places. So, I think that in a way or another, we found things that are not like in our country here in Hungary. So other cultural shocks. For me, the transport, the transport, I have to recognize that the, even I like the transport, the trains, how they work, uh, the connection go. I like how the system manage uh, the infographics with the lines. But here in Hungary, it's been for me a little bit complicated because uh, in Spain or other countries, when you get a ticket, get a ticket for the whole travel and that's all. And here at the beginning, you didn't understand why do you have for the travel two, three, four, five tickets <laughs> depending <laughs> on uh, your way but at least if you take an intercity you get uh, like a two tickets <laughs> it's like a, what it means one is the receipt and the other one is, is the ticket could I save the, the two of us you didn't know and also the trains that sometimes are really tricky for us for sure uh, I know that for locals not because uh, it's normal for them but uh, the moment that uh, you are not seated for example of you made a mistake and you sit in your seat you are not seated correctly maybe you could arrive to another different place that you thought yeah or maybe the train divides like yes. we could talk about this later because it's a really funny story but yeah I also agree that transport system here is quite tricky you have to know everything about it Yes, and we have to recognize that also they offer a lot of information that is really nice because uh, when a train delay or so, because we are more into train, you get the info at the moment, what's happening. So there is a problem in the rail tracks or maybe the train is delayed due to blah, blah. I like that. But still, we are improving our Hungarians, so it means uh, more difficult for us and sometimes surprising. But I have to say, I don't know for you, but never ends in a bad way. And also because the the staff and also the people try to help you a lot to get you at the correct place to help you to understand this so we have to recognize that the people here is really really nice Yeah, for me, that was also a cultural shock. People are nice, but also I think there are two kinds of people here in Hungary. I feel like they're either nice and welcoming and they try to help you or they just mind their own business. I don't think that's a bad thing necessarily, but I think maybe they don't help you as much because they just go their way. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, for me, it happens to me when I arrived uh, at Budapest. Yeah, I met like those two kind of people. Some of them are very welcoming and trying to help, even though that if they are not speaking English that much, but they try to understand you and it, they try to help you. And for the tickets, <laughs> yes, the two tickets, uh, that's weird. But uh, when I try to buy the tickets, I'm not uh, accustomed to vending machines. So yeah, I just asked for a guy to help me when I arrived to Budapest. 
fished. I mean, like, I asked a girl, but she wasn't speaking English. And, and he saw me like, uh, this guy is coming from somewhere because he has like a, a bag on his hand and, uh, you know, a backpack and he doesn't look uh, Hungarian. <laughs> so, yeah, he just approached me and said, like, do you need help? It was like, okay, do you speak English? And he said, yes. And that was really good. And he explained, you know, like the two ticket things. He said, like, one is for the seats and one for the ticket. And he also told me that if the train is late, don't worry because this is not Japan. That was like funny, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. He managed to provide me with help. I really appreciate his help. And also like another guy, as I said, I'm not accustomed to traveling. So even the process of buying tickets, even in my country, like for the trains, I really need someone with me to just get used to the process first. And I just kept asking <laughs> lots of people so that I don't get lost. I didn't get lost. I feel that was like disturbing, but uh, better safe than sorry. So that was my process with the trains. And here <laughs> you already noticed that I only travel with you guys. <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't travel alone. <laughs> I remember that at the beginning of the program, you said that you have to go outside your comfort zone. So your task <laughs> for the next month is you have to travel alone, <laughs> alone at least to Tokai. <laughs> I mean, Tokai is not that bad. I think you can do it. And we will be waiting for you because we will depart 30 minutes in advance. And when you arrive, we will say, you did it, you did it. <laughs> yeah, this is if I, end, if I don't end up in Budapest or something. No, maybe like... In Tokai, you know that there are, that's also a cultural shock, that in Tokai, there are stops that are just in the middle of nowhere. So maybe Hudaifa is going to jump off the train when there's nothing and just a bench. <laughs> no, because I already know how Tokai looks like. So I'm Okay, okay. Jump. So you won't get lost. Okay, that's good. <laughs> yeah, the problem is like uh, with the screens and uh, the ports. This is still like uh, confusing for me. In the passenger train, there are no screens. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, I would only take the intercity. Oh, okay. You will be the expensive guy. Okay. The rich yeah, boy. because we still have like this uh, discount. So yeah, it's not that expensive. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> also, a shock here is like a, if you take the intercity, you get the ticket for the travel to another city. So if a passenger trains pass by in advance that the intercity, you could take that one if you want, even if you have the seat reservation. So you could take both because you have the ticket for the, the more the expensive travel. one. Yeah. You have the more expensive one. So even if you want to. I mean, the intercity is better so if you can take the yes. intercity because it's faster yes, but, and but, it has priorities so. but if your intercity it's with a lot of delays maybe you want to take the passenger train true, so true. It's, it's options but not for long distance because probably the intercity would just pass by <laughs> <laughs> And now we have to continue with uh, one interview with one volunteer here in Hungary. He is uh, Orham Vavayev, and uh, we have to say welcome. Hello. Hello, everybody. How are you, Orham? I'm fine. I'm good. Thank you for asking. And how are you? Uh, we are pretty okay. We, uh, we, we want to know more details and exciting uh, moments of what do you want to tell us, but for sure uh, we have to ask. Well, first we need to know, where are you from? Okay, um, uh, so let's begin. Um, as you said, my name is Orhan and I am from Azerbaijan, uh, the capital from Baku, Baku City. I'm 25. Right now I'm the part of the European Volunteering Service. Uh, Orhan. Why did you decide to be a volunteer, start to being abroad? 
I would like to learn about the European lifestyle, European culture, to see new people, meet with new people from the different backgrounds, to learn new lifestyle and also like how to say getting away from my comfort zone. That's one of the main point for me because after one time I realized that my life in Baku doesn't go well, so I try to change the, my lifestyle. That's why I choose this volunteership program. So Orhan, yeah, tell us uh, about your volunteering experience and uh, more about your project. Okay, right now I'm only two months I have been here. My volunteering project is the Green Seeds Sustainability Meets with Solidarity. I live in Etyek near to Budapest, like 30 kilometers away. My association is the Satyur Association. And this program is about the permaculture like and sustainability. Also, some educational activities we have. For example, as an educational part, I can say that we cooperate with the school in this village to how to say, teach the kids English language in a fun way, in an informal way. But also we have the sustainability programs about the different workshops and uh, we try to give the information to bring awareness to the people about how to, we can live in a sustained way. We have some garden works in here. Basically, it's all about the living with nature and and uh, living in a sustained way. That's the main point of our volunteership program. So uh, that's why I chose this one. Have you learned anything new about sustainability and about nature in general? So during these months, I, for myself, I learned how to live in uh, nature, how to live in the, how to say, friendly with the uh, environment. That's a um, main point in my individual, like personal life in daily basis. I, for example, I decreased my plastic use. For example, that's one point. I also use the water, electric, different stuff in a try to sustain way for example we do recycling i try to reuse my stuff as much as possible and yeah i try to be much more eco-friendly could you give us uh, to us and also to the audience uh, some tips about uh, to be more sustainable? sustainable yeah for sure like uh, basic simple examples is that like firstly try to recycle everything like do not waste anything that's the main point because if you search about it you can see that today waste is a quite crucial problem in the whole world and that's why as a every person should try to reduce our uh, waste and for that we need to recycling And before the recycling, we also use our creativity that reuse different stuff for other purposes. Like do not throw it to every time and also do not use plastic too much. It, uh, you don't need to use plastic every time. For example, for going shopping, you don't need to use every time plastics. So try to avoid this kind of stuff. Also about the em environment, I can say that try to be uh, more friendly with the environment and do not trash it. That's the main point, That's a simple uh, example. And how do you feel now? Would you say you feel more comfortable with everything or how would you say you feel? That's an interesting question, actually, like in the first days, in the first months in the village, as I said, it is more much peaceful as 
as a city person, I lived in the city because I always thought say try to be more social life. But in the first month, for me, it was so disturbing. Like I uh, cannot stop myself like doing nothing by doing nothing. But right now, I feel like I am more chill. I am more relaxed. I am more friendly with the environment. I cannot say live by the moment, which is like so great for me. How is your relationship with uh, other volunteers? Begin, uh, when I begin to this program, we were eight people. Right now we are six. And we try to respect our borders, but still uh, sometimes we have uh, like faced with some conflicts. As you imagine, uh, all of us are from different backgrounds. For example, one thing can be okay for me, but that point can be quite disturbing for other person. But we try to deal with these issues in a respect way. And we try to toler- tolerate to each other. For example, in our daily life, let's say division of the verb sometimes can be a problem. Then dishes, like washing dishes, like, you know, daily life stuff sometimes can be problematic. But for me, it's quite okay, quite acceptable. I try to be more easygoing person. I try to respect, I mean, I do not try I respect to others perspectives others lifestyle so till today i haven't faced such a big like problem there were some little conflicts which we handle it like easily and due to this which things uh, have you learned about yourself or about life about life i can say that during this volunteership program i learned that uh, i need to be more relaxed person The overthinking is the problem, not to overthink about the future, do not uh, stress, do not, don't be a stressful person uh, and live the by the moment, enjoy the moment. These things actually in the cities, I know this, the points as a information, but right now I live this as a lifestyle. That's the main point, which is like during this volunteership, I learned this things and also as i said before because our volunteership program uh, was is about uh, sustainability right now i am more eco-friendly person i am more how to say i live in a more humble way more minimalistic way could you tell us a funny stories that happened with other volunteers ah yeah uh, like once we went to the slovenia with other volunteers and We went to the like the top of the mountain in the night. Then we planned to go to Koper, which is the port city. But during the weekend, we didn't find any bus. And the local people said us that there is no any transportation during the weekend. And, and the, our place was quite like quite a lot away from the cities. Like it was in the middle of the nowhere, middle of the like in the nature. And I don't know why we decided to go by walk, like under the hot weather, under the sun. And we walked like the one, two hours, probably two hours at least we walked. Then we couldn't find any place we would say. We find our, we found ourselves in the middle of the, the forest and like there wasn't any place. So then we tried to make auto stop to go back and we wait another one hour for that. So <laughs> nothing goes, went well. 
as we planned, we couldn't go to the, that city because of there, there was not any transportation. But fortunately, finally we found one car and they took us back to the, to the city. But like for, before going to the city, we lost actually like three, four hours and in the middle of the forest, in the middle of nowhere and weather was so hot. It made our days like, yeah, that, that's the one story. So you were stuck in the middle of uh, nothing. It reminds me, I experienced uh, about the two other volunteers, Samantha and Asta, that they are always crossing borders by foot, loose buses, trains, but luckily they are really good like you. So thank you for sharing because sharing is caring. Thank you. Stay with us for accept our invitation. And we hope that your volunteer program continue as well as now. Thank you, guys. Thank you, too. I hope my speech was helpful. Thank you again. Have a good day. Thank you. Thank you a lot, Orhan. Thank you. So, guys, that was a really funny story that Orhan told us how he got lost with his friends. That kind of thing happened. You, some minutes ago, know that uh, we also have problems with the transport. <laughs> yes, for sure. Yeah, that's why I don't, uh, you know, like, jump into the unknown. <laughs> So then, Hudaifa, if you don't use public transport as much as us, what is another funny story that you can tell us? Yeah, for me, it's not that funny, but uh, we enjoyed, like, uh, once we went, to, uh, me and Victor, we went to the Britain for picnic in the uh, in the Britain park. So after, like, departing from the park, we were coming to the um, center of the city. And, you know, my bike, because we didn't, you know, repair it yet, I had a bike that makes a lot of noise when you brake with the rear wheel. So there was, like, some people in front, and they were, like, uh, having a chit-chat, and they were, like, blocking the road. So... Victor was trying to make the sound with the chain <laughs> so that they can listen. To be polite. Yeah, but uh, the unpolite Hedefa just, you know, like, uh, break with the rear uh, wheel and it made a lot of noise and they were like, they got scared. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> it was the sound of like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and I just started laughing hysterically and there was like driving and I'm saying sorry and also the, the, the guys that were scared were starting to laugh. That was so funny and uh, I don't know a stranger like was biking next to us and he started also to laugh that was like funny because the situation was funny and we were like uh, having fun after that what about you Victor do you have uh, any I funny have, stories I have uh, funny stories I have a lot trains picnics that one <laughs> that you told so that was in my mind so I will move to another funny story that happened uh, some weeks ago also with you Maria that uh, we I mean were... we do travel a lot together but so I don't know what you're gonna say but it's probably gonna be funny <laughs> be ready it was uh, the moment that we decided to have a chill morning in Buddha side of Budapest to visit uh, the fisherman's bastion, Buddha castle, and in the moment that we were in our way from the bastion to the Buddha castle, to the Buddha palace, I don't know why, but there was uh, some guys, guys and girls, man, woman, woman and men, that um, they were working with a pet. Was it a pet? <laughs> Yes, that's the problem. It was an ostrich. An ostrich, a new, we didn't know, but it was a really, really big bird. <laughs> so, yeah, it was like out of uh, like yeah. Africa or whatever, like we don't know. Yeah, and the, and the, the kind of uh, ostrich that was huge, it was like a walking <laughs> next to you, but like really next to you and even the ostrich looking at you with the... 
And you like, and just say, maybe that Austria wants to pick me or, or bite me. It was a madness because it's like a, in Buddha side on Sunday morning. What's <laughs> what? What is this? <laughs> just two random guys walking the ostrich. Like it's fine. Like it's just a yeah, Sunday morning. Yeah, I would have loved to see that. I saw it in your story, but I would have loved to to see it in real life. Maybe try to book it. No, no, no. I was scared. I was telling Victor, let's go the other way because I don't want to make it mad and for it to attack me. Yeah, we passed by a little bit far, but a lot of people were passing next to, and the ostrich like a walking really normal. Yeah, like for, uh, no? so the ostrich was like a model in the streets of Budapest. Yes, but uh, we have to say that I think that. It's not the first time because the ostrich was really confident walking down the street. The More street confident than me. <laughs> yes. yes, because the ostrich knows Buddha. Like, it knows. <laughs> What about you, Maria? Don't try to... Try to help me, Victor, because you probably have like stories that we have both participated in. I mean, we had, the, as we said before, the train that divided. Well, we found out that the train divided after we got on it because it had other numbers. And we were like, okay, but if our car is the 22nd, why are we in the 33rd? Or it was something like this. So we got in and then we found out that it was going to divide. And we were like, where are we going to sit? Where are we? Where are we going to end up? And that was scary, but also funny. That's But like, I need your help, Victor. That's really resume because, in fact, we get into the train for see the screens, for watch to the screen if in the different stops appears near Chasa. And it And didn't. In the moment that uh, we are trying, we are trying to check the stops. The train start to move. So in fact, <laughs> we're like, a, okay, if we are not going to need a hazard, nothing happened. But then we talk with our revisor and say, yes, you are in the train, but not in the correct place. Come on, wrong, wrong. <laughs> Because in the next stop, the train divided, split in two. It's like, a, come on. And the train was so long, so we have to cross by like a ten cars or so. Maybe, yeah, it was too much. It was a lot. And we arrived finally to the car sweating. It was uh, like uh, so funny. But at the moment, we also noticed about that other colleagues of us also were taking the same train. But they, And they were, were in the wrong yeah. place also. So yeah. we were like, guys, come here. You're going to be going to another place. Please come here. Yes, but we were afraid because uh, someone wants to go to rescue them. But also we know that if the train stops and you also cross that door, maybe you could be <laughs> trapped yeah. forever. So, but finally, everyone's, uh, it's okay. And then just a little funny story that I want to end up on is when we went to Eger, also the Spanish people, Carmen, Victor and I, and Victor did something quite funny because he is a jokester. We were in the Eger castle and he started saying that there was a dead child on a well and then he started scaring people that were <laughs> visiting the castle. What did you do? Did you scream or did you? What were you doing? Yes, because the the wall was connected with other visitor zones. We were like in the cellars or in the basement of the castle, and the tunnel was connected to another visitor zone. And the people, it's normal that say hello, also in that uh, hole. So I was on the bottom, on yeah. The bottom, and uh, when the people say hello, I say hello, <laughs> I'm a little child trapped here. <laughs> <laughs> and they were all like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so some people uh, were like so scared. Ah! Uh, but the other ones like, ah! I uh, know that it was a joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I didn't remember that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, because we do a lot of fun stuff. Yeah, oh, next yeah. time I will just go with you. 
Yeah. You should, yes. I will try to have energy for that <laughs> because I'm a lazy person at the end of the week. So, guys, let's continue with our next interview, our last interview. We have Asta here today. Hello, Asta. And our first question is, why did you decide to become a volunteer? Of Why did you decide to go abroad? Oh, this is like a question from the interview to be a volunteer. Like uh, when I uh, were selected for the project, they asked me the same question. <laughs> okay. I don't know, basic things like like helping people and uh, doing important things in our life, of course, uh, all of them, and also maybe to have an experience of volunteering and uh, uh, living in a different country with different people and uh, a meeting with a new culture and new new things around the world. So just to understand that the thing or the job or the life that I already had before, yeah. Asa, could you tell us more information about your project or, for example, what is the and this kind of uh, things. Of course, I work for Ökograf Association. This association uh, locates in Hungary in the city Pech. Pech is like the one of the biggest city in Hungary. And our association uh, doing recycling. The main activities are recycling, uh, workshops, handcraft, and etc. Uh, I'm responsible particularly for social media and uh, project management. What I'm trying to say is that, uh, for example, our association uh, made some products from let's say rubber or textile let's say they made a purse or a bag my responsibility is to post or promote these products on social media and also uh, to make them uh, how can i say popular or to make them visible in page or in hungary this is the first responsibility of mine and the second one is project management which is organizing youth exchange volunteering projects uh, workshops uh, open days or maybe some um, like festivals and etc uh, on behalf of Ecograph Association. What are some things that you're looking forward to doing in your project that maybe you haven't done yet, but you want to do? Okay, okay. I think, uh, yes, I have a few ideas that I uh, didn't uh, accomplish or didn't uh, reach yet some things or some uh, activities, let's say. But uh, it's just like maybe my own um, ideas about what we can do more in our association, I mean, more than we already have. But since uh, my time is limited, I, I'm on a project only for five months, I cannot do something long term. So uh, the only thing that I can do is maybe uh, some uh, small activities or small mini projects like uh, one day or two days workshop. And uh, yes, I have some ideas about this. Um, I went uh, to have uh, like a university or students or school students uh, as a guest uh, in our uh, place and uh, I want us to have a workshop and show them our work and our job, just sharing our experience and maybe teach them something about what we do and what is, uh, wh why this is important and etc. Could you tell us more information of the last activity that uh, you've been taking part? Okay, of course, of course. Well, uh, the last activity uh, that I took place was an uh, open workshop for other volunteers in PET. What I'm trying to say is that, uh, as you already know, uh, in other associations, and there are about uh, 15 or 20 volunteers in PET that are, that are working as you and me. So we uh, had a workshop where we invited all of them. And, um, of course, we showed our work, we showed our values and our product. Uh, the main topic of that workshop was... Uh, 
uh, environment and uh, uh, global warming. Sorry, we try to we try to connect cycling, which is uh, environmental issue or environmental subject, to the global warming and other global issues related to environment, and made the presentation about these problems and these issues, and just discussed how we can uh, solve problems like, uh, of course, not global warming, but uh, for example, overconsuming and the problems with electricity or with things that we are using and how we can be better better citizens in our countries or in the world. So, yeah, it was a quite uh, nice uh, workshop for volunteers and for me as well. Yeah. So, Asta, what about the cultural shocks? How did you feel when you first arrived to um, Hungary? Um, I think, uh, I mean, being honestly, I didn't... Uh, face any cultural shock um, maybe that this because uh, like uh, Hungary is not my first foreign country and um, I made a little research about what I can see or what I can face so uh, for me it was uh, I mean nothing very surprising or something like this but of course some small uh, things or some I don't know some parts of my life in first month was a little bit uh, like uh, difficult but it's just not because I mean it's not about uh, being in Hungary or about something cultural it's just it was about like being in a new country alone and and that's all yeah so what about the, the other volunteers and how uh, did you manage to live with them for example and uh, what were like the things that you shared or not shared mm -hmm. uh, of course I, I met uh, very uh, nice and amazing people during my last uh, yeah almost three months and uh, yeah some of them are volunteers like uh, like me and others like just maybe foreign students in Hungary or some local people as well and of course I, I met uh, very how can I say uh, different people in terms of their culture in terms of their background and etc and we had a nice conversation and a nice cultural exchange, which is very important for me. For example, uh, once in a train, uh, just, I don't know, very randomly, I started to talk with, with a boy and a girl, and uh, uh, the girl were, were Hungarian and the boy were, was like, from Germany, who studied in, in Pech here, so we uh, had a nice conversation about, let's say, standards uh, in our cultures, in our countries, and we tried to describe our cultures and how they're different different and uh, it was very nice to have this exchange i mean exchange of cultures and backgrounds what about the things that you have learned about uh, yourself okay this is a good question the only thing that i mean uh, of course we are developing like day by day every day we are changing and uh, since i arrived to hungary i faced so many change i saw so many change on in my life and uh, of course i changed a lot i think the things that i developed are more maybe about uh, you know, since i have more time for myself after project after our, my main work uh, so i started to spend more time on my education on my uh, i don't know health and uh, maybe on my future plans and etc. So the, the thing that Hungary brings me is like maybe more free time for myself. And uh, this is very nice. And I'm really grateful, grateful for this. So what are your favorite places you have traveled from Hungary? Like we know someone told us that you like to cross borders. So maybe you can tell us also a little bit about that. Yes, yes. Here in Hungary, I met, of course, as I said, so many nice people. And one of them is my 
friend Samantha and we have like uh, let's say nice uh, I don't know habit can we say that like uh, we have uh, we like to of course all of us we like traveling but we discovered uh, maybe another way of traveling which is just walking or going by walk uh, by, by foot to a new country which is very interesting and I think very difficult and challenging of course this is like my new hobby I can say and uh, we travel to a few countries to maybe it will be better if I say if I say we hiked or we walked to a few countries because uh, as far as I remember we started from Croatia and we visited countries like by walk like Croatia we visited Romania uh, Slovakia and once we were were in uh, Slovenia we we went to Italy again we just walked to Italy and this is very very nice um, and uh, we have like a nice sentence or and we had a nice conversation about this with uh, Samantha since we lived uh, in a different uh, let's say culture with different uh, standards uh, for us border is something very I mean how can I say it's like a wall for to cross that wall you need to have for example uh, I don't know to have uh, to be prepared you need to have your documents your visa you need to pack and you need to prepare for just crossing the simple border with the nearest country of our countries but here in Europe or maybe from Hungary uh, you can do this very easy all you need to do is just uh, all you need to have is just a little bit of motivation energy and a good mood and just uh, saying to each other oh there is a nice a nice uh, I mean road to this country or it's a bus which we can take then walk to a new country and that's all and uh, in this way we can have a new very nice and very different experiences. So Asta you have mentioned that you have to be prepared in order to cross borders on foot. Has anything ever happened to you or have you had any difficulty when you were doing it? I mean, uh, of course, we faced some difficulties and some challenges or problems, and this is very normal. As uh, I mean, uh, even if I travel by plane or by bus, uh, I mean, those kind of things, not because we were walking or because we were crossing the border, like physically crossing. No, just some things like maybe, uh, I mean, uh, like... Uh, uh for example we didn't uh, catch the bus or maybe we we catched it in the last time or something like this but yeah uh, but it that's i mean all those things are normal in a normal uh, trip like some not uh, nothing uh, how can i say nothing very extra or something like this and also i just wanted to mention that uh, this is like a very nice uh, physical activity like for your body for your health it's very healthy and in terms of environment like the topic that which is important for our association and for my volunteering like this is very how can i say eco-friendly like doesn't it like uh, we don't use a, i don't know bus or something to cross that to go to another country we just walk so this is as i said eco-friendly and same time very interesting and difficult as well absolutely <laughs> so asta what about your favorite places here in hungary in Hungary. Oh, I think uh, after visiting Visegrad, uh, maybe you guys know, uh, like uh, Visegrad became like my favorite place uh, in all, I mean, for all places that, that I already saw. Um, I visited, uh, I mean, I visited like, of course, Pech, Budapest and some surrounding places near to Pech. And uh, also I visited Debrecen uh, and uh, other maybe small, uh, let's say, towns here in Hungary. But Visegrad, like, 
maybe like took my heart or something because it's very very beautiful in terms of nature and very silent and relaxed place for me and uh, I had there a wonderful time with uh, nature which are like uh, I don't know river mountains trees I mean this is the the thing that I already get used to to live in the nature so I liked that that's why I like Nishigrat very much Asta we know that travel it's a fantastic experience and uh, could you tell us a magical moment Of course, I, I think I, I had so many, like a bunch of magical moments. And um, uh, the first one, I think, was when I went uh, to Italy alone. Uh, this was like my first uh, trip alone and my first trip out of Hungary, like, you know. Uh, so it was very excited, exciting for myself. And when I, firstly, I went to the hotel, spent the night there. Then uh, in the morning, I planned to start to discover the city. I was in Milan and uh, I woke up at six o'clock or something and went to the empty city in order to see beauty when it's empty. And the moment when I realized that uh, I'm here, I mean, in another country, in another city, entirely alone, I liked that uh, feeling and it was very like magical and very yeah very nice for me and I felt uh, in that moment I felt very strong and very proud of myself to doing this kind of things and maybe another magical moment um, I don't know ah uh, yes I remember one uh, when we walked uh, with Samantha to to Croatia and uh, on our way back we were so tired after walking about maybe 30 kilometers or something and it was like our last hour that we needed to walk and we just uh, opened some songs and started to sing them and the moment when we were like very very tired uh, trying to walk and reach the place and in same time we had a good uh, mood because of music and because we tried to sing and uh, and also the the feeling uh, when you are so tired and happy i think all those feelings and the fact that we were like very i don't know walking alone in the world almost empty and this was again another magical moment yeah and can you tell us a funny story that has happened to you here in hungary i don't want to be very how can i say say standard things but my funny story related to Palinka. <laughs> I'm so sorry for the, doing this, but uh, again, it was our trip and we were wa walking uh, from uh, Hungary to the border. And the moment was that um, it was like 12 o'clock, middle of the day, and just uh, an old man or, yeah, just an old man in the village just uh, went out of his uh, house and offered us Palinka just in the middle of the day and he, he was talking uh, Hungarian and offering us something or telling us something, maybe inviting us and I think this was very funny because I mean we cannot understand him and it's 12 o'clock of the day and Palinka and uh, we are in a village, I mean the, those in, the, this entire moment was uh, for me very funny and we just ran from that place because we, don't, we didn't understand anything so yeah. Asta, why to be a volunteer like you? Maybe, yeah, for me, as I said, uh, being a volunteer, like, I mean, it's a responsibility, of course, but it's not that big responsibility for me personally. So the the fact that you have so many time for yourself and uh, I mean, uh, the thing that I can say, I mean, plus to traveling and having fun and uh, of course, I don't know, new culture and new country and etc. The plus would be maybe to understand yourself and uh, 
discover yourself doing that way when you are a volunteer, when you have a, a time, when you, when you can spend the time with the new, the new community and with yourself. So it would be maybe just a, like a volunteering is an opportunity to know yourself, to discover yourself, to understand your abilities, or maybe to understand the, the fact that you don't like something or some kind of situations or etc. It's, it's about uh, discovering and knowing yourself during the volunteering, yes. Thank you, Asta, for your time. That were your answer. But now it's time for our listeners to make the reflections. Oh, you're, back. you're welcome, guys. Thank you for your time. So, guys, Asta left us a really beautiful message. And I also want to reflect and to share our last thoughts before finishing this podcast. So, guys, what do you think you have learned in these past three months? Yeah, for me, I think I've learned how to manage my time better. Since, like, the beginning, I really had a hard time managing my time, like, separating the, my free time from, like, uh, the work because I already took the work with me, kind of working all the time. And yeah, that was like difficult. Now it's better. And I have like uh, my weekends. I just work on the working days and try also to work only in the working hours when I'm in the office. So I try to manage everything like uh, in its specific time. There is also improvement in my English. Yeah, this was one of the the things that I wanted to do, but I forgot to mention it. But, you know, in my country, I couldn't, like, speak English with a lot of people, especially that here with the international volunteers, the only language that we use to communicate with each other is English, unless if we try to speak the Spanish. <laughs> yeah, but... Yeah, that's that's really cool, to be honest. Yeah, I feel like uh, more comfortable expressing myself in English, and that's really good. Yeah, for example, if I still want to be a teacher, that would be very, very helpful, uh, especially that uh, my major was like uh, English literature, and I will be like uh, having experience like speaking in English without uh, losing my thoughts, or probably sometimes you have to translate. That was like uh, one of the difficult things that non-English uh, speakers have when they try to speak English. They try to translate sentences from their own language to English, which is like really ineffective. And that's really beneficial. What about you guys? For me, also multilingual competence, not only English. My goal here is English, but I'm improving a lot of uh, languages. Also personal skills, emotional and controlling my feelings and emotion more. And also I'm more confident of myself and managing my, my own time. You, Victor, already know that I didn't know how to cook anything when I arrived. <laughs> so that's one of the skills that, I, that I've that i learned, like uh, how to cook for myself. That was like difficult at the beginning, but now it's like more natural. Now it's a hobby for you. I only like repeat dishes that I know that's, I haven't learned. That's the way, repeating and repeating. It's the same in the, in the languages. <laughs> yes, making milkshakes is your hobby, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what about you, Maria? I would say that for me, one of the things that I learned, uh, other than what you guys said, because I also think I learned all of those things, but I think working on my empathy, I think has been really important. And also like realizing that I'm working with people from different countries and everybody has a different background. So you cannot communicate the same way with different people. So I think that has really been eye opening for me. And I think that I'm improving in that aspect. So that was uh, the show. We don't have more time, but we will be back for sure with another program uh, because it's really important also know what other volunteers are doing in Hungary. 
Yes. Thank you so much, guys, for joining me. Thank you, dear listeners, for listening to us. Don't forget to follow us on social media. We are on Facebook and on Instagram. We're Mush.fm. And see you next time. Bye. See you.